Most people would agree that 2022 was a rough road. The good news is there are five new savings and tax rules that could help boost your retirement savings. We've got the details next. Welcome in to Your Retirement Untangled with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. Welcome to Your Retirement Untangled. It's Andrew Nida, Moise Param here at Asset Management Group, a fiduciary financial planning firm focused on bringing quality advice, clear guidance on how to be successful with your retirement plan. Throw it out there real quick. If any of you guys ever have questions about what you're doing, it's oftentimes a, a highly recommended idea to get a pulse check. Right, You go check your health every now and then and, and get a second opinion before a major procedure. It's always a good idea, whether you're a client or not a client, to get a pulse check. Reassure that you're headed to a successful financial life. You want to, if you're there, you want to stay there, right, Mo? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you work so hard to get there. Why not uh, take a, uh, an extra moment, another exercise, just to make sure that the, the plan that you put in place is the right plan for you moving forward? Yeah, that's right. And, and what a better time after coming out of such a messy year like year 2022 to, to reassure. And of course, we're off to the races in 2023. What an interesting start to the year already. But but for many of you guys, you might have found yourself like you were living on the, le- on the ledge a little bit in 22 when it comes to risk and how much your portfolios were decreased. So it's a great time to get a second opinion. If you ever want one, give us a shout. We'd love to uh, extend that opportunity through our retirement readiness review. Our phone number here is 1-800-419-6164. We got a lot of great content on today's show. Uh, but, you know, I was thinking about something, and and I'm thinking about this. Uh, we have like a, like a, what is that, a statue sitting here in the middle of our studio room, and it's a bull chasing a bear. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell everybody, what I got to see last week was a bull chasing a man, <laughs> okay? <laughs> because I had the opportunity to to take my son for his Christmas present. Uh, we bought him PBR tickets, okay? Which first and foremost is an expensive purchase. I can imagine. Okay, yeah, professional bull riding. Now I understand why it's so expensive because these guys may not live, you know, so they, <laughs> they need to get paid, you know? So anyway... We, uh, we, we, we got him PBR tickets. We actually went this past weekend and what a, what an incredible, incredible experience. I highly recommend it. You should definitely do it at some point. It doesn't matter if you're a, you know, a cowboy or not a cowboy. This is fitting and it's so much fun. These guys are so skilled, but, um, you know, you got to question a little bit about one's mindset to, to either a get on a bull. Okay. Or what, what is even more extreme is halfway through the show. They, they, these three guys walk out, one of them's dressed like a clown. The other two got some, like, like, uh, some football cleats on. Okay. And some long shorts and, and they're like, not the super fit people. Right. Okay. These aren't like, you know, totally, uh, you know, I could run a marathon at any point type guys. Um, and their job is to, to fight a bull, meaning what they mean by fighting is like, don't die. So escaping, just running around. It's escaping the bull for 60 seconds. Oh my gosh. And you know, I could only imagine 60 seconds. That's such a long time. And, when, with and the bull and the bull doesn't like trot out, you know, nice and convenient and like, you know, stouts itself and shows everybody like this thing is like a, you know, excuse my French. It's a bat out of hell. Like this thing is coming right at you, ready to kill you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't think about this, but I always thought that, you know, the, the riders had a connection with the bull, you know, like, you know, if you're, uh, if you're the Kentucky Derby, for instance, right, you know, they're, these are their horses, they're training their horses. So they have a good relationship. So in my mind, I always thought that, you know, these riders, these were their bulls and they're training their bulls. Mm -hmm. And, but I had no idea that this could be the first time 
that they've ever mounted the bull. And, oh yeah. You know, they're strapping on the harness. They're they're squeezing that that nerve to make the bull all, you know, wild wild wind up, wound up and once that gate opens, it's just like a fight to the finish. It's like two like two totally separate sides of the business, you know? All right, so this is a play on terms, but kind of like our financial world, right? You got safe investments and risk investments, yes. right? Two totally different sides that come together to accomplish a, a common goal, all right? So, so you got the business of raising and training bulls, right, to, to do what they do. The elite, they get paid, they get graded, they get everything, okay? And then you got the cowboy, right? Two totally separate that come together. Oh, it's nuts. And then you got the guy that's just standing in the arena that's ready to dodge a bull. You know, that guy, I don't even, who's that guy? You know, matter of fact, if you're on the show and you're a bullfighter, yeah. you got to call us because I got to have you on the show. Yeah. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah. I just want well, to forget it. money. I just want to talk about life yeah. and what your life's going to look like. That's scary. Anyway. Okay. <sighs> So a lot of great things to talk about. Listen, over the past few weeks, we got, uh, first off, market's been been pretty, as of as of this recording, market's been pretty pretty spot on, right? Yeah. yeah S&P's yeah. up, Dow's up, NASDAQ's up. So uh, kind of a turn of, uh, uh, you know, of the chapter, if you will, coming out of 2022. Now, who knows, right? Uh, a lot of times these markets feel like moments in 2022, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we saw that same type of momentum in uh, what, end of June, July of 2022, you know, the market had a, a, a accelerated sell off prior to that first two quarters of the year. Then all of a sudden, we saw a nice, a nice rally um, July, which was followed by another sell off not too far afterwards. So, you know, I think we're still it's still early, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, positive signs, though. I mean, S P, like you mentioned, those numbers. Um, some stocks are even up. The, uh, yeah, I saw Tesla the other day, uh, as a, again as of as of this recording, up thirty percent year to date. Right, let's so go. So let's go. Right, don't count my man. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so it's a it's it's a positive sign that we're that we're starting to crawl and claw our way back out of the uh, the the valley that we're in from twenty twenty two. But again, a lot of number, a lot a lot of numbers, a lot of data has to still be coming out in order for us to feel like you know there uh, the light is light at the end of the tunnel is, is right is approaching us. Don't don't count my man Musk out. Let's let's not shadow over that. Elon Musk added another eleven point nine eight billion to his bank account, right? That's a pretty good week. I feel. I feel. Yeah. And then the most recent filing shows Musk holds, I don't even know the number, four hundred and twenty three million shares in Tesla. Tesla's worth fifty four billion as of a close a week ago. Yeah. And and then total value is jumping over sixty seven. But he's doing all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't count my man out, right? This he's a he's a market mover, a market creator. Let's go. All right. So so yeah, a lot of good things happening. Let's just keep the rhythm, and and more importantly, you guys got to stick to the plan. And and so we're gonna talk a little bit. Mo Mo opened it up uh, talking about you know the good news and that there's five savings and tax rules that could help boost your retirement. Okay. Now listen, the, the year record-breaking inflation, okay, combined with volatile markets has many, I would say, looking at 401ks and wondering, you know, what I'm going to do. You know, I'm putting money back. I'm, I keep throwing money in there. My balance isn't growing. I feel like every dollar, I, I could spend my money better, right? I could go eat out more with my family and enjoy it better than putting it in my 401k type of thing. Right. It just keeps going away. Um, but there are some tax rules that are kind of improving a little bit, you know, especially with the Secure Act 2.0. Um, and, and so let's start with income brackets and withholdings. Okay. You want to get that one? You want me to get that one? You can get that one. Okay. <laughs> income brackets with, and withholdings. So, and you guys may, you know, you may already be benefiting 
from this. But if you notice, there's been a, a pretty decent bump, okay, in your net pay, possibly, possibly after we, you know, we're first few weeks into January, you might see that little increase. I don't know if it's a significant bump, but you might have seen a, a generous bump. And, and what that might be is not just a raise. Actually, what that might be is a nice little increase in the tax brackets, Okay. Now remember, we live in a progressive tax system here in the United States. And so the first portion of your earnings, we all pay the same rate on. Okay. Now, obviously, if you're single, it's different than you're married. But but what I mean by that is, is, is in, in this case, let's just take a married filing joint. Your first, uh, you know, $22,000 is at a, is at a 10% federal tax bracket. Okay. And then everybody else, our next 22 to 89,000 is at a 12% federal tax bracket. And from 90,000 to 190,000, then we're taxed at 22%. So it progresses through these through these thresholds. And so one of the benefits that you could have potentially felt at the start of year 2023 with your uh, with your income is that hey, we we saw an increase in brackets and as a result, we saw a nice little uh, Increase in income. Yeah, yeah. So your possibly your withholdings went went, went uh, was reduced. So nice little boost in income, which is needed because there's been a nice boost in the cost of goods, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, uh, by the way, CPI. What no PCI? PC. Oh gosh, PCE. Core PCE. Personal consumption expenditures. Um, that number came out pretty, I guess, relative to expectation. Yeah. And and GDP was was up a little bit, but you know. Some of those numbers, they don't actually include, like I think if I remember correctly, core PCE does not include food, energy, pricing, right? Um, they extract that because of the volatility of that price separate from just normal long-term economic trends. So it's, you know, yeah. people need to make a little bit more money. Because the pumps are getting higher. I don't know if you noticed, but the last few weeks. Screws my road trip up every time. <laughs> every well, You have one time. coming up, right? Yeah, spring break's coming up. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to think about spring when it's uh, forty well, degrees outside. <laughs> me and Mo, you know, so we record this radio show for you guys. But me and Mo, we have a little local show here at our hometown, Cartersville, Georgia. Fantastic place. And so Mo and I have our little routine. We we have a cup of coffee. We walk to the to the actual show itself where it's at. We instead of shooting it out of our own studio, we get to go to their studio because it's just a few, not even a what two blocks away. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like spring not at all. Not this Not morning. Can't What's the next one, Mo? Yeah, the tax deductions are going up, right? So uh, your standard deductions are going up, and this this one you're not you're not going to feel yet, right? Because you won't you won't really feel it until you actually file your taxes. We're going to hang tight and come back right after this uh, quick commercial break and and continue the conversation uh, because there's a few more items we want to throw out there that that have changed in year 23 that's going to naturally benefit your financial position. Remember this always, though. This is the key. This is the show is to deliver great information. But great information is useless if there's no action. You got to take the information and you got to implement. You got to execute. You got to create and perform the fundamentals of creating long-term wealth. That is the key. Okay? Don't don't just consider this a good show. Go figure out how to mess around and do something to improve your financial life. If you don't know the first step or you're questioning if you're even on the right path, you should be the one picking up the phone right now. Our number is one 800 419-6164, 1-800-419-6164. When you contact that number, it's going to be no one else 
then Mo and myself taking the time to meet with you through a consultation call to perform what we promise as a as a complimentary gift, the Retirement Readiness Review. You guys hang tight. We'll be back in just a few seconds. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Knight and Mo here. Promised you we'd be back. We're here. <laughs> Listen, I hope you're uh, enjoying life as much as we are. All right. Get out there and do something for yourself physically, emotionally, financially. Get moving. Year 2023 is on its way. If you don't want 23 to be a repeat of 22, then do something different. All right. Make a change. Yeah. Get moving. And uh, excited about what we got going on here at Asset Management Group. Excited about the opportunity to, to just not just obviously create a good business that impacts real stories, real lives. So take this information, once again, apply it to your life. But we were talking about some natural changes that the IRS made in year 2020, at the end of 2022, start of 23, that's naturally improving your financial position. Okay, we talked about income brackets. You're seeing a net increase, potentially, which is needed because of the cost of goods. Um, you know, you're seeing tax deductions, which won't really benefit until the end of the year, but that's naturally going to help. Higher contributions to retirement accounts, you can avoid some of that tax liability today or consider funding a Roth post-tax, whatever's best. Um, and then we got this required minimum distribution can wait. What about that? Oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a big one. Yeah, so the SECURE Act 2.0, which was uh, passed in December, uh, basically extends the required time frame when you have to take distributions from your pre tax retirement account. So prior to that, it was 72, which is the mandatory age 72, which was the mandatory age that you had to take the distributions out from your, again, your 401ks, IRAs, uh, 403bs, 457s, whatever it may be. But now that that age has now been pushed to 73, which gives you a little more time for you to have those accounts grow, but you still have to take the distributions at age 73. But again, another nice way, if you don't have to take the, if you don't have to take the distributions, give you another, another year. Another year to make your accounts grow. It's not bad. It's not bad. You know, I, I always think, you know, what's the government doing and thinking when they when they offer these types of benefits and options? I think that's something you always got to be considerate of. But but nonetheless, that's not a bad deal right there. And um, the relief of not taking the distributions, too. I mean, before, if you didn't take your RMDs, which was a big deal, not taking your RMDs, it was a 50 percent tax uh, penalty mm-hmm. that you that you would incur. Now it's been reduced to 25 percent. A 50% tax penalty. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to make that mistake. You don't want to make that mistake. Yeah. So, so just another thing that could benefit you is by not having to take a requirement of a distribution. And remember what, where that really helps is your ability to consider tax planning. Now here at Asset Management Group, we take a strong stance and very proactive uh, firm on good quality tax planning. So the, the pushing down the road of the RMD just simply gives us that extra year to consider any type of tax moves, especially for our, uh, you know, I'm going to say higher net worth, but even it really is not higher net worth. It's applicable for everybody. You know, most of our clients, 500,000, a million, million and a half, two million dollars in assets. You know, these clients oftentimes have the ability to implement these tax strategies. So uh, we're going to take a twist for, for the rest of the show and talk about something that is something that most people don't like to talk about Ooh. until until they see their portfolios losing and then all of a sudden they start noticing these ads that they avoided noticing for all, all for quite some time and that was you know this whole annuity thing oh okay now, stay tuned. don't 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 leave yet 
Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen annuities, um, you know, are they a cure-all investment? No. no, no. Gosh, no. Uh, but should they be viewed as taboo? You know, should they, should they, uh, are, are they there to hurt you? I don't, I don't think any product is there to hurt you. Right. I mean, it's, it's all about planning in my opinion. I think it's, it's about understanding how and if any product, whether it's a stock bond, mutual fund, um, investment portfolio, annuity, how does it fit within your overall plan? And if you understand how it fits, then you understand how that tool can be used to maximize your overall plan. So I think there's 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 pros and cons, right, uh, to annuities, and it's understanding if it's the right uh, under right circumstances, are you the right person to have an annuity in your plan? Yeah, right. And so it's you know there's a lot of uh, you know kind of at the highest level and initial start, I would say this to second what you're saying. Um, annuities are just products. Right. Okay. They're just like, uh, you know, any other product that you could ever purchase both in and out of our industry. It's just a product. You know, some people need it. Some people don't. I drive a, uh, you know, Chevrolet 3,500 Dooley. Okay. Is, is that the right product for, for you guys? Well, maybe, but probably not for some, right? right? It is for me because we have a fifth wheel camper and it's necessary. So, so look at look at investment products, not just annuities, but look at them all from that perspective. Um, I think that's the best way to look at it initially and then clean up all this natural thought about these products that are negative and then begin to ask yourself, how much do I actually know about them? Right. And have I ever really considered whether or not this is the right investment for me? Okay. For some of you, maybe for many of you, it's not the right investment. But for some of you, it absolutely may be. Um, so first off, an annuity does one primary thing that's attractive. And this is not for all annuities, but specifically for fixed and indexed annuities. It protects your money. Okay. Yeah. It protects your principal, which is huge for a lot of people, right? Mo and I, you know, meeting with people every single day, we find that, you know, you guys are, you're sitting with money in the bank account, right? You're sitting with money on the sideline. We, we, we have and know of many people who made decisions to pull their money out during down markets. Thank goodness, not clients, but, but we hear the stories. I'm scared of the market, so I'm going to yank, yank my money out, okay? So an annuity is attractive for a lot of people just simply, Mo, because it's safe. Yeah, it, it shields you from market volatility, and it gives you that protection that you, that you were looking for, mm-hmm. right? But, um, you know, so, so when people think about it, they, I think some people don't even think about th- that side of an annuity. I think one of the first things they start talking, they start thinking about is, well, what's this going to cost me? Right, you start thinking about fees, mm-hmm. and so different annuities have different fees. So uh, there's some fixed annuities or fixed in, or indexed annuities that have no fees at all, zero. Mm-hmm. Very similar to a CD, zero fees, uh, and so you're not only is your money guaranteed as far as not losing value, but you're not paying any cost for that, which is very attractive in my opinion. No doubt, no doubt, very attractive. I mean, yeah. listen, fees fees in our industry, no matter what investment you use, are are pretty relevant. Okay. They're important, but they're there, right? I mean, just accept the fact that, you know, taxes are always going to be there. Fees are going to be there. And, and it's just a part of, part of working with an, an investment advisor, but it's a part of investing. Right. Okay. It doesn't matter the product. Listen, if you're avoiding an investment advisor and you're thinking to yourself, well, I'm saving myself on fees. That's great. You're still paying fees. Okay. You may be paying less fees, but you're still paying fees. And not only are you paying less fees, kudos for you, but you're also assuming that your ability to invest money 
okay, and I'm not knocking you, but I kind of am, um, must be better than some of the greatest analysts and strategists of our time. Yeah. Right? And so, I think you know, fees are relative to value, right? I mean, if you, you know, we, we've done, you know, so when someone comes in and calls in for a retirement readiness review, one of the things we do is a Morningstar report. And we'll we'll extract some of the fees that you're paying within your investments. And some, some of you are investing in mutual funds, which are great um, investment vehicles. But when you look at the expenses within the within the mutual funds, you'll see there's there's various fees. Now, if you're if you're looking at if we're comparing two mutual funds with the same objective, and one is you know let's say the expense ratio is eighty basis points, and another another expense ratio is thirty basis points, well, you may say to yourself, well, let's go with the thirty basis point one, right? When you look at performance, well, if the one that's paying eighty basis, the, the one that's costing eighty basis point outperforms it by two percent, three percent historically, mm-hmm. isn't that worth the fee? Right, I would, I would say so. Right, and what's funny is, 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 um, you know, the way they, the way that many of you guys are measuring performance is just by looking at the historical performance or the average returns over time, which is, which is such a false indication of measuring performance anyway. So you got to make sure you got to make sure you're doing the right thing when it comes to fees. Fees are important. You know, and I think that I would say from our seat here at Asset Management Group that the average fee that you're going to pay in our industry, if you're working with a fund, if you're not working with a financial advisor, maybe you get all in cost anywhere, especially if you're using mutual funds or ETFs, anywhere from, you know, 0.25 to 1%. Okay, depending on how you're self managing, what types of investments you're using. Okay, low cost ETFs, Vanguard funds, mutual funds, etc, on up to higher cost mutual funds. If you're working with a financial advisor, I don't care what type of fee they tell you that they're charging. An average financial advisory fee is going to come in at a gross 1% to 2%, including the investments and those type of expenses. Annuities, the annuities range anywhere from zero, okay, on up to let's call it 1, 1.2 if you're adding things to the annuities. Now, I'm not including variable products. Not a big fan of variable products here at Asset Management Group. So we're extracting those. Those are the ones that you hear high fees. But these annuities, they do have expenses, but the costs are very, you know, they're relevant, yeah. zero to, to 1%. And and so that's that's a nice benefit to to your safe money. But the question always remains, like you said, Mo, is what is the value return? Why do I need an annuity? Even if it doesn't cost anything, why should I have one? And how would it work in my plan? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned some of the things you might be adding to it to, to add to fees. Well, some some annuities add, I don't want to get too too geeky here, but they, they do an income rider on it. And why this is huge for some people is because, you know, one of the challenges that most people have when it comes to retirement planning is getting a, a clear cut sense of what their income is going to look like throughout retirement, forecasting the next 15, 20 years of their income. Well, sometimes what you're adding or what you're paying for, again, goes back to value is that guarantee that you can have a guaranteed income for life. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can even add a guaranteed income for you and your spouse combined. So both of you, no matter who passes, who predeceases who, will have that income stream for life. Listen, if you're ever in need of a question, more importantly, if you want to take advantage of the retirement readiness review, a complimentary second opinion, but not just any, a super detailed analysis on what you're doing, where you're headed, the fees you're paying, the investments you have, and all things considered finance, pick up the phone and call 1-800-419-6164. Don't hesitate. 1-800-419-6164. No other than Mo and myself here going to call you back, schedule a time, 
meet with you and have that conversation, that complimentary gift here at Asset Management Group. You guys hang tight. Mo, what we got next? When faced with, with the loss of a spouse, there are many decisions that you have to be made aware of. A wrong financial decision can be costly. So when we come back, we're going to talk about mistakes for you to avoid when the spouse passes away. Welcome back to Your Retirement Untangled. Andrew Knight and Moise Param here in Georgia, uh, all over Georgia, actually. But we live here and home offices in downtown Cartersville, Georgia. Voted one of the best weekend getaways. That sounds like a commercial. <laughs> Listen, it is. It's a fantastic town. Here's the best advice I can give you on this week's show. If you are married in the room or you are dating and you're a guy, uh-oh, yeah, right now, you think about your weekend, you think about your plans upcoming week, and you make plans. If you're close enough to Cartersville, bring that gal to Cartersville. A lot of great restaurants. Take the time to invest in that relationship and take that lady out. Second most important thing, call asset management. <laughs> okay, call asset management group. All right, so moving right along, what do we got going on, Mo? Oh, yeah, you know, we kind of taking a, a little bit of a shift here, um, but I think it's an, it's an important one. You know, actually... You know, this reminds me of a conversation we had uh, last, uh, I think it was two weeks ago at our uh, workshop at Homewood Library. You know, we had a great, a great attendance, great crowd there. But uh, a woman, a gentle, a woman pulled me to the side at the end of the of the, uh, uh, of the workshop to tell me about her current situation. So her husband passed away uh, at the end of December. So, you know, fairly two weeks, three weeks, uh, three weeks had passed since he since he was left. And all of a sudden, she had a lot of things coming up that she just wasn't sure of, like, what her plan would look like. He was um, the breadwinner. He was the one who managed the finances. So now she's trying to look at statements for his 401k, understanding what that's going to look like. They hadn't taken Social Security yet, um, so she wasn't sure what her Social Security strategy was going to be. And, you know, um, she had a life insurance. Well, he had life insurance, so she was. She had questions on whether she should pay her the house down or not. So she had a lot of things going on. And so this 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 conversation that we're talking about right now is pretty relevant to not just this woman here, but a lot of you out there that might have lost a spouse either fairly recently and, you know, trying to figure out what to do now that he or she is gone. And we want to yeah. make sure that you're making the the right moves, you know, um, trying to be take the emotion out of the moves and making sure you're making the right moves and decisions for yourself financially. You know, when when you go through a season like that, and and Mo and I have both not only experienced it personally uh, with loss of close loved ones or seeing uh, family members lose a spouse, uh, but also um, you know just clients walking them through this process. You know, one of the common statements that are made, and I, and I and I totally believe in this, and that is, you know, don't make a major decision in a season where, you know, emotions are high and, and, and things are just, you know, in that season post a passing. With that said, though, in the financial world, and when you're talking about someone's personal finance, they're not privy to just a lot of time, yeah. unfortunately. You know, things like, um, you know, as an example, Social Security, right? You don't get a few months to figure that one out, right? You're going to lose income immediately. Uh, you don't get time to to figure out how you're going to you know, what am I going to do about the income when it goes away? What's going away? Yeah. Right. And if you chose, uh, if you're, if your spouse had a pension and uh, they chose, hopefully they chose a survivorship option, 
But if that survivorship option was 50%, well, then all of a sudden that stream of income. So now you've lost that social security benefit or one social security benefit. And now that income from the pension has gone down 50%. And it happens just like that. Yeah. And so really the, the, obviously the planning needs to happen ahead of the loss of a loved one. But for you guys that, that, that do experience this, or maybe you're experiencing it right now or know someone that is, you know, the best advice that I can get you that I could, that I could give you right now is you, you need to take that individual and connect them with someone who is, or someone that you guys can have confidence in that knows what, are the right financial decisions in the season. Yes, you don't need to go make any mate. You don't need to sell the home or go do anything crazy right out of the gate. I agree with that. But you better have someone close by, someone on your hip that you can connect with to make sure that all these decisions are handled correctly because the, it, that seasonal life goes faster than what you desire, right. you know, on top of all the emotions that you face. Uh, you know, we talked about Social Security going away. If you're married, Obviously, you're going to lose a Social Security benefit. That's going to happen. Um, You know, if you haven't done proper estate planning, and even if you did, there's still a timeline here. What about ongoing distributions? You know, we're a registered investment advisory firm with the SEC here. And what I can tell you is that if, if we work with Johnny and Johnny has a 401k and a part of Johnny's 401k, we're distributing $40,000 $40,000 a year from this account. If that's something that we're actively doing and Johnny passes away, we have to stop the income. We have to. Um, we have to. Legally, by law, the arrangement between us and Johnny is no longer valid. So the distributions have to stop. So if Susie's comfortable receiving the income, it's not that it can't be recreated, but there's some time there. Yeah, you know, a, we have to. It's a new agreement now. We have to be have an agreement with Susie, which means <laughs> Susie has to get access to the funds. And for Susie to get access to the funds, Susie's got to go through the proper estate filing, uh, you know, items. She has to get uh, uh, certificates, of course. Yep, we got to get the death certificates, uh, letters of testamentary, you know, all of those items that are necessary to get the money back into her name under her authority so that she can recreate those distributions. And so, you know, that's a, that's a massive process. If you don't have someone available with you to walk you through and help make sure you understand those expectations, it can be just another depressing challenge ahead of you in such a difficult season. And you also have to to keep in mind that uh, your tax status might, your tax status might will change. You go from married, possibly married filing jointly to single, Mm -hmm. and that can push you into a different tax bracket. So even that same example, that fifth, that forty thousand dollars that they were expecting, well, that was for forty thousand married filing jointly. That the tax implications is different now that you're single. Right. What about now? This is a little bit different, but what about um, wrong creating the wrong registration for the surviving spouse? Oh, now we've run across this. What if I'm, I'm, I'm using this Johnny Susie names here? Johnny passes away. He has a million dollars in his four hundred one k. Okay. Susie has the ability to receive it as her own, but instead an advisor stretches it and puts it in an inherited account. Wrong registration. She doesn't know, didn't have a relationship with an advisor. Major, major mistake that cannot be recreated. That's, let's dig into that. 
So what's the biggest, what's the big red flag in that, in that registration? So this actually happened. I'm, I'm thinking of a, of a scenario, a lady, uh, and actually this, you know, um, this individual, her husband was a retired police officer with, uh, NYPD. He had health conditions as a result of 9-11, was a first responder on 9-11. Uh, the stories you could imagine are just in, incredibly incredible, obviously from a, from a courage standpoint, but just awful too in so many ways. Yeah. And the health conditions that, aro- that arose after um, 9-11, years after, um, the state created a fund and all these things to support the families for the the first responders that ended up getting sick and ultimately losing their lives afterwards. And and this guy did. And so, uh, you know, she's inheriting some of these assets, some state funded items, some retirement accounts, pension plans, all that good stuff. And in her situation, um, the advisor literally advised that she takes this retirement account and rolls it over and he rolled it over and created an inherited IRA. And the reason that's so problematic is in her situation, she's she's a little bit younger than what her spouse was. And so there was no need for her to begin taking distribution. She, you know, in her situation, the state has some state funded programs to help and pension plans and, and ongoing pay. So she didn't actually need the money, but because she, this guy registered it incorrectly, she has to take a distribution. The problem is she didn't. And because she didn't now there's penalties and such that oh, she has to address. Awful. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. And and so, you know, for you guys that are out there, if you have lost a loved one, you can, you can second this. It's, it's not really the best of times to try to put faith in a relationship mm-hmm. because, you know, it, it's an emotionally challenging season. You're now having to trust someone you never met, a financial advisor you've never connected with. Um, and, you know, that's a tough time to build trust. You know, you're, you're, you're nervous, you're anxious. And so what happens is, is either you're the person who finds trust very easy and you're just like, I don't care, just I'm, I'm trusting you, just take care of it, which could be nerve wracking, you know, or, um, you know, or you're too nervous to trust anybody. So you don't do anything and that could be problematic too. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is, that is key. You know, that's why, that's why, that's why finding the advisor relationship early on is so key being involved in the conversations. If you're married out there and you're working with an advisor and you say to yourself, let, let him or her, you know, take care of this financial side, because that's just not my lane. I don't, I don't, I just want to, I don't want to deal with it. You better at least be part of the conversation, be part of the relationship, be part of the relationship, right? You want to know who is that, who's the team, who's the person that's going to be there for you in the event that something tragic happens. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't want to get the statements, you don't you don't want to open up the emails, be part of the conversation, be part of the the relationship. Absolutely agree. Cuz that person or team knows your plan. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The relationship matters more than anything. Right. The relationship matters. It's not that you have to fully understand the products, the investments, the the risk, the strategy. The relationship is where it matters. You don't want to be stuck feeling alone in a season where you naturally feel alone. Right. Right. That's the key. So, you know, when it comes to planning, number one, if you're in the situation already, I want you to feel at peace calling us. I know it may not be easy, but if you don't have anybody to reach out to, reach out to us. If, if you're not in the situation, but you're thinking about this and you're thinking to yourself, hey, I could be that person. 
you know, if I don't take the right steps, I don't put the right measures in place, I could be the one left alone here trying to figure it out, then you need to pick up the phone and call. Uh, Mo and I, once again, willing to sit down, talk with you, a complimentary gift through the retirement readiness review that we have for you. But you got to pick up the phone. The number here is 1-800-419-6164. 1-800-419-6164. Going to pick up the pace on a lighter note. Mo, what do we got next? Uh, we got questions from you listeners, and we're going to answer them right now. back to your retirement untangled andrew nida here with moise Peraman asset management group if you're wondering why i'm that's a laugh by the way i'm not losing my air i'm just laughing because i started the episode a little back sooner than mo expected we had a lot of good questions i was trying to go through them and see which ones would be the best uh, which ones would be the best ones to answer so he's trying to say which ones are going to be the easiest ones to answer. that's what he's saying no listen we appreciate you guys every single week listening to our show as we try to give you just good quality guidance and advice but listen to me and i think this matters advice is useless if you lack the ability to implement okay you got to have it the obedience to good quality financial guidance steps put them in place if you don't want last year to be a repeat if you don't want your past to be a repeat then make a change right make a change goes for all of us you're starting with you're starting first by listening to us yeah that's a great start now give us a call i wonder this is this is uh this is all this is like uh one of my andrew not a quote you ready i'm ready okay one of the biggest gaps a man can experience has to lie between his understanding and his ability to implement that's gotta be a good quote that's good. yeah yeah that's i'll good. work on it i'll that's clean good. it up sorry i'll clean it up maybe next time okay so what do we got mo all right we've got robert here from birmingham okay robert is 65 years old and he's planning to retire in june of this year so very, very, very relevant for, for Robert right now. He has 350000 in his Roth IRA and about four hundred and fifty in his 401k. Does it matter? So his question is, does it matter which one I start taking money out from first? Mm-hmm. Or should I just take some from each? Did you say three fifty in his Roth? Yeah. And four fifty in his 401k? Yeah. So first off, Robert, let me tell you this. Um, I want to commend you because you did something that a lot of people um, – they don't do, but not because they not because it's their own fault. A lot of times we just don't know, and maybe it's not educated correctly, or they just don't know. And that is, you took time to save in a way that created tax efficiency. Mm-hmm. Okay, now you're you might be saying, well, do I actually have tax? What is it? What is tax efficiency? Well, clearly you have the option to choose. So by having the flexibility to create a distribution from a Roth or a IRA, I'm going to call your 401k an IRA. Um, you have the ability to keep the controls of the tax gain within your hands instead of being forced to give it up to to the IRS, which is obviously not someone you want to give up the tax game to. So in this case, you're 65 years old, retiring in June. Congrats, my man. This is totally incredibly awesome. You got to make sure you got a plan put together. Here's what I would say. First and foremost, I hope you have a good understanding of your distribution need. How much money I use distribution and and income interchangeably, cash flow, income distribution. How much money do you need 
All right. I hope you know that because that is, in essence, the key to to starting a successful retirement life. Okay. We know how much money you have. That's fantastic. Okay. $800,000 split between tax free and tax deferred taxable money. We now need to know how much money you need of that $800,000. Okay. Now, Robert, if you're if you're you're in Alabama, so you might potentially uh, be a state employee or federal employee, you could potentially have a pension there. Um, if you do, you got pension coming in, potentially Social Security if you file it early. So we need to understand that gap. At that point, then we can begin to determine which account to take it from. Now, here's the key. If you don't need a distribution today, if you maybe slid Social Security up, well, then in your case, you could begin implementing some tax strategies, which is a whole different name of the ballgame. But what an exciting thing to consider implementing a tax plan just to further increase the value of your tax plan, at, which has already got a great start. So, Robert, I think you're in a, in a great position. I can't give you a direct answer. You know, take it from the raw, take it from the IRA. I don't think you should make that decision until we fully understand the plan. If you don't have one, of course, you feel free to reach out to Asset Management Group. We do have offices in Birmingham, uh, just on Chase Corporate Drive. Mo, I got to give yep. you one for the time's up. All right. Okay, you ready? Yep. All right. So, Randy All right. says, is it a good rule of thumb to, to use? What is a good rule of thumb to use when it comes to budgeting for long-term care? No, that's a good question. Yeah, long-term care is is, is uh, very important. You know, I, I would say that uh, understanding how uh, a medical need can impact and and wreck a retirement plan is huge. So, I'd say a, a rule of thumb is, you know, start looking at what the, I'd say the biggest cost that can come to you is the cost of care, right? So, one rule of thumb is to look at your surrounding area and see what the cost of you know a nursing home, what the cost of a memory care would be on a monthly basis. I'd say the average stay of one of those facilities is about two to three years. So you kind of get a sense of like what that would cost, right? And so now that you have it, you know, $200,000, $250,000, the number may be, then you start to look at uh, your assets. And first is understanding like how are you going to solve for that? Is it long-term care insurance? Are you going to self-fund it? Are you going to use some of your assets to plan to, to plan for it? Are you going to use the government, right, to, to help with it? So I, I would say the first rule of thumb is just to kind of get a gauge of what the cost is in your certain area and then um, start to line your, your assets to see if you're going to self-fund it or you're going to try to uh, to budget life insurance, life insurance, long-term care insurance to help with the plan. Yeah, which the, I think the key, like you're saying, Mo, is, is just have a plan. Yeah. You know, the, the reality is a lot of people potentially will need it. Uh, I think the what would you say the statistic was like two, one out of every two or one out of every two. It's like 65, 68 percent of any individual living over the age of 65 is going to need is uh, going to require some form of care. So so it is. It, yeah, it's necessary to have a good plan put together, whatever that plan may be. Uh, but you're thinking right. Get ahead of the game and and let's let's have a plan in place to make sure we're making the right decision. Right. Um, you know. And remember, if estate planning, kind of on a side note from an estate planning perspective, if an estate plan is what you're going to use to implement to potentially qualify for like gov- government help, you know, as an example, you're going to try to create a uh, non-revocable, okay, an irrevocable trust. And as a result of creating an irrevocable trust, you're going to begin to put your assets in the trust, which remember that can't be revoked. But as a result, a lot of people, not a lot of people, but some people will use this strategy 
you're doing that so that the trust itself, the entity owns the asset. And because the entity owns the asset, you don't. Therefore, you can qualify for Remember, there's years of look back. There's a lot of things in place to, to prevent one's ability to do that last minute. So once again, love the question. You got to have a plan. A plan in place is necessary. You got to have a plan for your financial life. And if you don't have one, that's what we offer with the Retirement Readiness Review. Uh, it's a detailed analysis, all things considered finance, to make sure that you are on the right path to a successful financial future. Whatever future you want to create, it's in your hands. Make sure you got the right steps in place. If you don't, call Asset Management Group, 1-800-419-6164. You guys have a fantastic week, and of course, we'll see you next week. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company or enter offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.